I love to see these different things that black families are doing and it's just like exciting to see that, okay, there's different people out here doing different things, meeting different people. And I don't know if you felt the same way. I mean, you guys, you know, must have loved it because, you know, it was your decision, you know, and you were able to to do it for quite a while. Yeah. No, definitely. I know when we first got into it, it was my idea. My husband will say it was my idea. He was, wasn't even thinking about that. But we were a little nervous in the beginning. But, you know, I don't believe in allowing fear to hold you back from anything. But we were a bit fearful of what could happen because you hear so many stories, you know, just real quick. I remember one time when we were rolling through Mobile, Alabama, and I literally called family and was like, if you don't hear from me, we were in Mobile and I had ideas like we about to be strung up from some tr- <laughs> like I really thought that like I was I was worried like watching Lovecraft Country like I we can't go these roads <laughs> at night <laughs> <laughs> we really thought that that's how it was going to be but then when we got there and that was not our experience at all. another episode of Improper Mimi. It is I, your host, Mimi Jax, and I am so glad to be back here with everybody. I hope you guys are excited as I am for our guest today. I'm going to let her introduce herself, so take it away. I'm Aisha May, and I am a mother, wife, singer-songwriter, jewelry maker. I used to be a full-time RVer. <laughs> now... We've, things have taken a turn and we're part-time. So um, after traveling for four years, being on the road, we've decided Mm -hmm. to get a home base. Nice. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And what does that, what does that mean for you guys? Like what kind of change does that mean to your lifestyle of, of deciding and having a home base? It was a tough decision, first of all. Mm Mm-hmm. We all really enjoy the freedom that comes along with RVing. So stationary life was not something like a decision that we went into really lightly. We sort of are just kind of following where the universe guides us. And it guided us to Phoenix, Arizona, one of the most unlikely places. I never thought that I was going to be choosing this place. In fact, I didn't even like it. Um, so, you know, I mean, I liked it to visit, but I didn't like staying here, but, um, so many opportunities have opened up. We've made so many connections with people that we've just decided to, we decided it was wise to make this our home base, but we still plan on traveling every month, maybe spending one or two weeks out and then two weeks in. Yeah. 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 So kind of like a hybrid, like even now people are returning to office life hybrid. (laughs) Exactly. You know, because I I make earrings now um, and that wasn't Mm -hmm. something that I did prior to getting into RV life. I started doing that when we were stationary in Phoenix because I had surgery. Um, And then once we got into this, I was like, ain't no way I'm going to be making up no (laughs) earrings in the RV. No way. No way. I have a friend that's done it, but I was like, there's not Uh enough room 
Oh my God. I'm not buying another RV. And that's that. <laughs> you know, if you were to look around yeah. my, usually this counter back here is completely covered in earrings. I have a table over here that's completely covered in earrings. There's no room in the RV for all of right. that. So um, we just, oh just yeah. So we were just like, you know what? I can come back here once a month, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just make, 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 Stop make, and then it. hit the road and do whatever it is that we want to do. Well, that's a big decision. Congrats. I'm, you know, congratulations to the whole family. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, our son, he's done so well. He's 11 years old and for an 11 year old, essentially an only child because I have an older son as well, but there's such a huge age gap between the two for him to be on the road for that long without any siblings or anything. He did great. He's a very personable person and meets people along the way, but it was like, okay, he's making friends here. You know, the homeschool community is really large here. We see a certain need here. So let's just stick around. Some families, they don't even make it past one year of like RV lifestyle and you guys did it for four years. So that is also like, that's a big accomplishment too. It really wasn't a matter of we're tired of this. Let's go back. It was oh, it was yeah. literally because mm-hmm. we had so many opportunities that opened up. And otherwise we would have been right back in the RV. We had plans to come here for me to have surgery and then as soon as we were done, get out of here. You're gonna be out. Yeah, we were gonna be out. <laughs> but God had other plans for us. So, you know, we're here. And the thing about the lifestyle that we live is that there's a lot of room in there for flexibility. So let's just say we decided a year from now, eh, you know, Phoenix isn't really the place. Let's go over here. We could do that. Or let's jump back in the RV and just hit the road. We could do that too. I love that. Yeah. Because I think that was one thing that I thought was so like, interesting and empowering too is that you really control kind of like where you go when you go you know like when you're living in in that lifestyle like is there anything you're going to miss about it of being full-time the flexibility financially so before we made a decision about where we were going to be from month to month Let's say you were to fall on hard or we were to fall on hard times. You know, luckily we didn't really have that happen during that time, but we could turn around and say, you know what? We're out of here. We can't stay at this park anymore. We can't afford it. We don't have to worry about our credit being ruined. We don't have to worry about paying any fees to back out of a lease. We don't have to worry about getting rid of our things. It's literally unplug induces yeah you know that's literally what it came that's what it came down to it's like all right we're out of here um and we've done that yeah not like i said not because of finances Uh but because we just said you know what let's go here for a while we're just we'll tell them we're leaving at the end of the month and that's the end of it whereas i'll be honest with you signing in signing up for this year lease here for me I was like, oh, that's a commitment. I was like, that's a commitment. I don't know if I want that commitment. What if I, what if six months in, I'm ready to go? You know, like that's yeah. what you get used to not having to worry about things like that. And I would say we did some vending, you know, going to finances. We, you know, of course we have this apartment here, but we went to do some vending in California 
thinking that, you know, we would do well in California, but it turns out that we didn't do as well as in California as we do in Phoenix. So because we didn't make what we thought we were going to make, we spent a great deal of money in gas going back and forth. There were places where we paid vendor fees and really didn't make very much money, if any money at all. You know what we said? We're going to sleep in this Lowe's parking lot. And that's exactly, or we're, we're going to, there's a nice dog park in the city that we were staying in. And we stayed outside, you know, outside of the dog park on the street, very safe area. You know, I didn't feel threatened at all. My husband's there. He's security. Our dog is there. The he's security. It was fine because of the flexibility. We all, we have all the comforts of our home. You know, it is our home. It was our home for so long. We, you know, we have our kitchen, we cooked our meals, we have our bathroom, we have our bedrooms, we have everything that we need. So it became, all right, do we want to spend this 40 to $100 a night on a space or do we want to just sort of, you know, park out in the parking lot for a little while? And we were able to do that. Whereas if we didn't have the RV, it would have been a major loss because we would have been paying to stay in hotels. All of that really does add up. And I don't think that people realize the, the costs, you know, associated or even the different costs associated with living in an RV, because you may just think, oh, it's, you just pick up and go, but you still have what, like propane and park fees. Like you mentioned, like some people may not even think about that. They're like, what? We got to pay park fees? You have so <laughs> many fees. I mean, we really lucked up because when we got our RV, it was before the pandemic. And while okay. before that mad dash, of exactly everybody running out and getting them. So, <laughs> you know, at one point RVs depreciated just like cars did as soon as you drive them off the lot. But because of the demand, our RV actually has appreciated in value, which is really nice. But if you have people who, let's say, just purchased after the pandemic, and they get the fancy fifth wheel. Those are the ones that you pull behind and uh, attach. We have a motorized RV. But let's say you got that fifth wheel. A lot of times people think, oh, okay, I'm going to get this fifth wheel. It's so nice. You don't think about non-sexy things like towing capacity. You don't think about whether it's all terrain or this or that. So a lot of times people don't even realize that after you have the cost of getting that RV, you need to get yourself a $70,000 truck to pull it. <laughs> to pull it. To right. pull it. So mm -hmm. I have friends mm -hmm. who pay $700 a month for their truck payment in addition to their payment on their RV. And then depending on where you are around this country, yes, it can be inexpensive, but let's say you're staying in California where we've stayed for 13 months, but let's say you're staying in California and it costs $2,400 a month for you to park your RV. And like you said, that's not even including propane. That's not even including any type of maintenance costs. It, you know, all those, all those things, you know, we had an issue where our hot water tank went that, you know, that those things you, and you can't just get them replaced immediately. So a lot of times people think, oh, you know, I, I remember when I was telling my employer, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm staying in an RV now. And he said, oh, I'm so sorry. What? 
<laughs> but it's okay. And he kept on referring to, and there's uh-huh. nothing wrong with this, but they, he kept referring to, you know, the mm-hmm. RV as the trailer and the trailer park and, right. you know, this and that, which like I say, again, nothing wrong with that. But yeah. I think what he associated that with was like low cost. We're staying at like, no, honey, like this thing can cost you three, four G's a month. Don't think that these people in these RVs are not spending some serious bank, you know, especially when you have a nice one, like, you know, a a really recent model, it it costs. And then not to mention the fact the gas, you know, when we first started on the East coast, because we purchased ours in Virginia, it cost us $87 to fill up the tank on the West coast. Now, four years later, it costs us $250 to fill up the tank. That's crazy. That's almost three, three and a half times as much. <laughs> Girl. And here I am, like, I don't even have a car in New York. But I, when I did have a car, when I did drive in New York, I was always thinking about other costs, you know, insurance, parking tickets was one of my budgeted things because I just knew Ooh, yeah, I was going to get a parking <laughs> ticket all the time because there's nowhere to park. I'm just going to leave it right here, you know catch me if you can kind of thing. But yeah, there's like all these costs associated with it. So I haven't even really seen any, you know, like shows that talk about van life or living, you know, off the grid or anything like that. But my friends talk about it. I mean, my family would camp, you know, when we were kids, you know, we grew up in Ohio. So that was, you know, something that we were, you know, kind of used to. But I guess ever since I've been on the East Coast, like Boston, New York, I think I've been to a campground maybe once or twice, Yeah, you know, probably supervising some Girl Scouts and then just hanging out with friends, you know, like from a ski lodge or we're just mm-hmm. like hanging out like in a cabin or something. I love to see these different things that Black families are doing. And it's just like exciting to see that, okay, there's different people out here doing different things, meeting different people. And I don't know if you felt the same way. I mean, you guys, you know, must have loved it because, you know, it was your decision, you know, and you were able to to do it for quite a while. Yeah. No, definitely. I know when we first got into it, it was my idea. My husband will say it was my idea. He was, wasn't even thinking <laughs> about that, but we were a little nervous in the beginning, but you know, I don't believe in allowing fear to hold you back from anything, but we were a bit fearful of what could happen because you hear so many stories, you know, just real quick. I remember one time when we were rolling through Mobile, Alabama, And I literally called family and was like, if you don't hear from me, we were in Mobile and I had ideas like we about to be strung up from some, like, I really thought that, like, I was, I was worried. Like watching Lovecraft Country, like, I, we can't go these (laughs) roads at night. (laughs) (laughs) We really thought that that's how it was going to be. But then when we got there, that was not our experience at all. We actually had a very positive experience when we stayed there. Um, it's not necessarily someplace I would live just because I like to be in a larger city, but we had a really positive experience. So I think that was the biggest thing when we were first getting into it. It was like, oh, it's scary. You know, like, like we don't know. You, know, you hear so many horrible things on the news and they, they happen, but I find that of all the people we met, we made, we had many more positive encounters with people than we had negative. And honestly, when I say negative, we really haven't had any, the, the most, if, if anything, maybe an annoyance, 
that's the worst. Mm-hmm. There's somebody mm-hmm. coming up to me and just saying, I believe okay. all lives matter. Well, that's what's up. You know, good I'm, I'm I really don't care. I didn't ask you about what your thoughts were and I wasn't interested (laughs) in them anyway. So, you know, that's literally the worst thing that's ever happened. Everything else has been positive to know. It really is. It really is because, and and we were expecting the worst and, you know, knock on wood. Yeah. We haven't seen the worst. That's good. I mean, cause I, that's how, I would envision like, you know, same as you, like what's, what's going to happen is going to happen. God will protect me. He'll like get everybody Mm -hmm. back who like does me wrong and everything. So I don't have a fear of, I wouldn't let my fear like hold me back from Mm -hmm. doing something. Sometimes I just like suck it up and jump in, you know, but I, I remember my dad rode his bicycle from Gary, Indiana to Boston, Massachusetts. And I was afraid. I was like, well, where are you going to sleep? You're going to just <laughs> sleep on the side of the road? Like, he's like, oh, there's fire stations. There's, you know, churches, you know, pe- people, people, will, you know, help each other. And I'm like, how do you know? <laughs> <laughs> but like you say, like he had way more positive experiences because I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, black man out on the country roads of the United States coming across, right? I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, maybe we should drive behind him. And they're like, he's going to be fine. I'm like, okay, all right. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, but oh, good. I mean, because yeah, you would think with as much that happens in the media and as much as going on all over the country that that you you might run into more trouble than than you have so that's really good to hear it's been such a a great experience and you know not too much like serious you know issues or anything like that so i love it i love it i might have to you know give it a try myself starting off small you know like a week or two (laughs) right let's just not go too far Right. You know, I'm not going to even pretend like lifestyle is a real thing. And I'm thinking vacation. So <laughs> I know it, there's a lot that goes into it. And I barely want to plan a vacation. Right. I went um, hiking with my daughter and she was like, I don't think you prepared for this at all. She's like, <laughs> I was like, what? You just show up, you follow the map. What's the worst that could happen? And it was getting late. It was getting dark. And we were like, oh, we got to get out of here. <laughs> so there's a lot that you have to plan to go into any of this mm-hmm. type of stuff. <laughs> we boondocked in well, two places, Anza Desert. It's the desert. It's BLM land. That's Bureau of Land Management, um, where you can stay for free. It's just just government land, but there's nothing there. So don't expect any lights. Don't expect any running water. Don't expect anything like that. You're just there. And then another time when we stayed near Joshua tree in California, again, on BLM land. And I don't know if you remember like the old movie, Blair Witch Project. I've never watched the movie, but I just remember seeing the pre like seeing the previews and everything and that's literally how it was it was just us pulling out into the darkness like pulling into in the middle of the desert again i was thinking they're gonna bury our bodies out here and take the rv (laughs) but you know when my husband's out there with the flashlight serious (laughs) face like not even happy just like where are we going you know whatever but we again we made it 
you know, we, we made oh, it. And it was yeah. one of those things, though, where we didn't plan for that. We didn't know what to expect. Right. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was funny. Now, these are definitely memories your son is not going to forget. Not going to forget. Or, sorry, last one, last one. When the one time uh-huh. when we, our RV actually was overheating. So we couldn't go any further uh-huh. because we could damage the engine. And it was on a weekend, on a su- Sunday, actually, specifically. So we couldn't see a mechanic right away. So we pulled into a parking lot in Northern California, close near near Northern California and parked and we're sleeping. My son is in the bedroom with me. My husband's in the living room on security duty, you know, and this guy comes up to the window and says, got any crystal meth? (laughs) (laughs) No, sir, we do He's like, guy and Chris are like right in the door, like, and, and it's like twelve o'clock at night. We're in bed. It's oh, like it's so quiet, no. and we're just like, what? <laughs> Where are we? What is going on? You know, like oh, that is not a cup of sugar. You don't just go around asking any old little neighbor. You know, <laughs> but my husband he had to get hood real quick because he said, no, we ain't got no Chris. Everything. No, we ain't got no crystal And then the guy, I think he was more scared than what, you know, was, so he left and went away. But that's right. Dude, get out of here. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. That sounds, you know, oh, just adventurous. Yes. You know, like and those are just stories a for days. Of the stories. Because, like you said, stories for days. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Uh, a lot of times on the podcast, I'll talk about, you know, like the villages we have, like, you know, women and our relationships, either with other women or just even different circles like of support. And so now as you're transitioning from mobile life to stationary, like, do you have that village or how are you um, envisioning, you know, having that support system around you in this new new city? Kind of new city. <laughs> kind of new city. Um, I definitely, I've made a lot of connections with people. And I do find that we're getting to be a part of that village, a part of that community. I'm feeling a sense of community that I haven't felt in the last four years. Um, I have met a lot of women. And honestly, the thing that's helped me the most with meeting people and the reason why I decided that I liked it here was because I was vending so much. So I made a lot of contacts and met a lot of people through vending that now it's like we're texting like, hey, you know, or, you know, someone's like, you know, oh, you want to come out and perform here because I'm a music artist too. So like, you want to come out and perform here? And we're like, well, we don't have a sitter. That's what happens when you go someplace and you don't have family. And they're like, well, I know this person who has this service and, you know, and it's like, oh, wow, we can do things like this again, you know? So um, it's been nice to connect with people, specifically women on that. And, 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 you know, we're always trying to be politically correct here, but black women who are going to be specific. It's improper meaning. I, I know. I'm so used to having it. I'm trying to <laughs> you say whatever you want to say. <laughs> but no, it, it's nice to be able to connect with black women, um, especially mm-hmm. when you come from 
a place like the East Coast. You know, I come from Philly. Yeah. I met you in Phoenix. You so, probably saw. Yeah. <laughs> not too many sprinkles. Yeah. It's a little sprinkle of pepper here and there. It's not a whole lot of pepper. Exactly. You know, um, I come from a city where it's 45% black. So right. mm-hmm. I'm used to Whether seeing regular. It's, it's like, it's nothing, you know, it's like, oh, I see my people mm-hmm. everywhere. You know, when you yeah. go from that to coming to the West coast, mm-hmm. where in most places you're only making up anywhere from six to 9% of the population. And mm-hmm. not only that, if can I be blunt? Absolutely. Okay. The mentality <laughs> And I don't want to offend people because mm. I don't want to offend. I don't want to offend my people here. Mm-hmm. It's just a very different culture here than it is on the East yeah. Coast. Take like natural hair, right? It's something that's starting to be embraced. Where that's something that was embraced in a place like New York oh, or Philly that. for a while. You know, yeah. there's mm-hmm. there's less of a, a need to assimilate into a culture that's not necessarily ours when you're in a place like a Philadelphia or a New York, you know, like when you're there, you can do that. But here I found that, especially with people who have been here for a long time, as opposed to people who just recently, you know, the influx of people moving over here from these other cities, like a Chicago, a Philly, a New York, you know, like Detroit, those places, but the people who have been here for a while, there's not really a lot of community and there's not really an embrace of you. Like I might see somebody, you know, at the supermarket and I'm thinking, Oh, you know, a fellow, you know, sister, (laughs) I'm like, Hey, you know, I'm not even like, I'm not even like, Hey, cause you know, (laughs) I'm just like, hello. And I smile (laughs) and they're like avoiding eye contact with me or maybe even giving me the stank face. Like I don't want to be associated with you. Because there's mm-hmm. that need mm-hmm. to not, I guess, to fit in with everybody else. And so that because was something. So used to that. Yeah. It's, and, I get, and I get it. It's survival. Right. So I'm sure that what a place like Phoenix, you know, looked like in the 1980s is very different than what it's like now. So, you know, I, I get it. They, that's probably that's what people had to do in order to have employment, in order to have it, you know, any type of success and things like that, they probably feel like that's what they had to do. So I understand, and I'm not passing any judgment or anything like that. But like I said, coming from a place like the East Coast and then coming over here was a major culture shock for it's us. It's a culture shock. Yeah, it is, yeah. It, it is a culture yeah. shock. It's a funny, I have an older son, he's 25. And yeah. When he came here, you know, we would say, oh, it's black people over here, black people over there. And he said, everything with everything with y'all is about race. He said, oh, y'all are racist. He said, everything about you, with you all is race, 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 race. So anyway, he stayed with yeah. us for about six months and he was working. He got a job. And after a while, it was like, oh, this black person over here, this, or this black person over there, that, because he got to see what it was like. I said, you know, in Philadelphia, or even when we lived in Florida, we lived in South Florida near Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. You know, we we're 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 there, but here you don't see that. Or you know, like I said, you right. you, you have that camaraderie, that that sameness, that oneness with people. Whereas here, a lot of times mm-hmm. the people 
the natives reject that. So for him, he was like, oh yeah, they, they, they acted funny, you know, but, but I've, <laughs> I've met some really great, great people. Yeah. All that. And it's often the people that make a big difference. <laughs> yeah, it, it really does. You know, and, and like me, uh-huh. you know, with the hair, I walk around with all that audacity in the world, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, I'm going to be, this is, you know, you know, it, it, but it is what it is. And you have to sort of meet people where they are. And in my opinion, exhibit some type of empathy to understand that, you know, everybody's not going to be at the same place that you're at, at that, at that time. Maybe later on, they'll come and meet you. Maybe they'll never meet you at all. Maybe they'll meet you next lifetime. That's, that's their thing. It's not, it's their business, their issue, not ours. So part of the reason why we decided that we wanted to stick around here was because we saw a huge need for community, especially with the homeschool community for black people. Our son has his own business. Um, he's 11 years old and he's got this business, the cool homeschooler. So a lot of times people come to us and like to discuss homeschooling. A lot of times we have black people to come to us and they want to discuss homeschooling. They might, you know, maybe they're in it already. Maybe they have questions. They're afraid of getting involved in um, the different homeschool co-ops and everything because they don't really see children that look like theirs. So we're really interested in starting something like that so that our people know that there's a space for them. That is interesting because you're right. There's not a lot or that I see that I know of a lot of like black families that do homeschooling or that there's a network or, you know, um, resources out there readily available for a lot of people. Everything that empowers, I, I, I constantly am saying empowering black women. And I say at home, work and play because we wear so many different hats, whether it's at home, taking care of the family, you know, taking care of home and, you know, literally like, you know, just setting everything up and making things room smoothly for the family or, you know, at work where there may be lots of expectations on you and you're trying to hold it together. And, you know, sometimes imposter syndrome may come in or mental health or something like that. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And then we cannot forget the play, you know, so the play is just as important and whether it's improper play or whether it's book club play or whether it's just sitting down and doing nothing and that is enjoyable to you. These are all different parts of our lives that it it does help to have that community. It does help to have someone to talk to about it, to remind us to take time for ourselves, to give ourselves grace, to forgive whatever it is that we did. Maybe we were working too much and we weren't home enough, or maybe we were just so focused on home and didn't, you know, help take care of other things. But, but yeah, that, that's really commendable of recognizing the need for that community. And I'm just excited for you guys. Cause I mean, like, that's lots of information we can share with people too. <laughs> Even your son's business, the homeschooling, you know, community, the beautiful jewelry that we're wearing. Okay. And then when you may be performing and singing. So <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. So many... I'm almost thinking to yeah. myself like, Oh my God, how, like, what don't I do? This is crazy. <laughs> This is crazy, uh-huh. but you know, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's this lifestyle has allowed me to reimagine what life looks like or what it looks like and to 
know, learn that I can create the life that I want. I don't have to follow a playbook. And just like with the whole RVing thing, I can pivot at any moment and that's okay. You know, the plan changes. That's the way it is. You know, this is, we only get one shot at life. So might as well just live it. A lot of times and enjoy it, it. enjoy it, you know, enjoy it. Seriously. So many people, I see so many people who don't enjoy it and and that that's heartbreaking to me. Right. And it's hard. Like it is like only here for a, you're, yeah, you're only yeah. here for a short time. And it's not to say that it's easy. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Like mm-hmm. all those things that you discussed, you know, you just said, um, you know, uh, with the imposter syndrome and the whole, you know, I had to yeah. go through this whole period. It was like, who am I? What is going on? I've been trying to fit into this box for yeah. 30, 40 years of being who everybody else says I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Wait mm-hmm. a minute. Who, who? who am I? Who am I? I don't know. I don't know who I am, you know, and I had to really, do I really like this? Do I like, Mm -hmm. you know, do I like this or do I like this because everybody tells me I'm supposed to like this? You know, right. Like this is what people expect of you. Like exactly who is to say what is proper and what is improper, you know, like there's so many rules that society makes and, and yes, we are here for a limited amount of time, so let's be free, you know, be safe, be educated, know what's going on around yeah, us, you know, definitely. because like you say, when your husband went out there with that flashlight, I was like, yeah, we need to, you know, do some surveillance and make sure we know what's going on around us, then we can relax and be carefree, you know? Right, right. <laughs> well, I had a really good time chatting today. I feel like we just scratched the surface because yeah, you know, I had such a great time talking to you. Yeah. But um, no, there's just I don't really have too much more. Just really, you know, just choose. You live the life you want to live, you know. And we as mm-hmm. Black women, I'm sorry, we are the bomb. Okay, I'm going. I'm gonna give us our flowers right now. I mean, there you go. There you go. We are. We do everything. So mm-hmm. if we can do everything for everybody else, we That's can right. do everything for us. And don't feel guilty about it either. You know, it's okay to do stuff for ourselves. You deserve it. You deserve it. Seriously. I, I, I had an issue with that for so long, you know, where I just, mm-hmm. you know, we were taught, we were supposed to be selfless, 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 mm-hmm. humble, you know, and I am still, mm-hmm. I, well, I try to be humble, you know, so I even have yeah. trouble with, promoting myself or with giving myself the credit that I deserve really um, because we're just taught to dim that light a little, you know, you don't want to impose, you don't want anybody else to feel any kind of way. So, you know, just do your thing quietly over (laughs) here and, you know, but, but we can't, we deserve so much more. We give so much, we deserve so much more. Don't feel bad about stepping up on that little pedestal and patting yourself on the back because, yeah, you you have done this. You have achieved the things you have done. And people will say um, that, you know, oh, I don't really do anything. I don't know what to talk about or 
And I say, I, I used to think the same thing, you know, about being a single mom, raising my daughter, going to school, working, and then doing volunteer things for other organizations. And then, you know, starting a podcast and everything. And I'm like, no, wait a minute. Actually, that was a I'm lot. good at what I do. You literally just right. went down the lake. But I did this, 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 this. But I don't got nothing to talk about. I don't have anything. <laughs> Nothing to talk about. It's just a regular day. You just got to do what you got to do by any means necessary. I don't want to step on anybody else's toes. But no, there is plenty of room for all of us. Right. All of us can shine, Absolutely. you know, and and it's not just shining, but helping each other, you know. So I just love it. It all comes back. And I am going to give you that platform to promote yourself. So how can people find you? I, you know, like what is the best way to get in touch with you? If someone was looking for, you know, all kind of things. I am everywhere. <laughs> um, I am literally on all platforms under so many different names. Um, on, <laughs> on Instagram, you can find me for my music, Asia underscore May underscore sings. For my jewelry, you can find me at Asia underscore May underscore Clays. Um, <laughs> I am actually launching my website for my jewelry in a few weeks. So I'll have my very first launch. And um, I'm really excited about that. Just really taking, I've been doing a lot of connecting with the community and vending over the last five months or so. Now we're about to take this thing online in addition to that oh, wow. um, and really yeah. just, just get that online presence. And it, it's, it's, it's exciting. Um, as far as the music, yeah. I am currently working on an EP. Halfway done. <laughs> Actually, I <laughs> we are now 66% of the way done. So um, I just have a yeah. few songs to finish up. And that's mm -hmm. going to be released in a few months. You feel free to go okay. to asiamay.com. That's mm -hmm. where you can get any updates on my music as well as download all of my previously released music for free. And that's about it. I mean, like I said, I'm all over. My music can be found on every platform, <laughs> iTunes, Spotify, everywhere. That's about my son. Sorry, his business. <laughs> that's right. We're going to have his business too. <laughs> he's the cool homeschooler. So he's on, on, okay. on, um, online, the coolhomeschooler.com and also on Instagram at the cool homeschooler. Um, Okay. It's just, there's a lot going on. We, we're a bit a family that stays very, very, very busy. I'm a mama that stays very, very, very busy. Um, there that's is a YouTube right. channel as well. Asia May. <laughs> that's pretty simple. Cool. A-S-H-A May. Um, but yeah, I, I'm out here. You, if you Google me, yeah. that's one thing I can say. I'm Googleable now. So <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Go on the interwebs. And right. You can find <laughs> you know, I'm Googleable. Definitely out here. And I have some really big things okay. planned for later this year. Yeah. Well, you guys heard it. I mean, definitely follow Asia May. Make sure that you keep in touch. Find her on asiamay.com so you can keep in touch and know those things that are going to be going on throughout the year. And Aisha May, it was so great chatting with you. I'm so glad we met. We met in Phoenix, like you said, and everyone can see. Well, you know, when you if, you, if they're watching the YouTube video, then they can see our beautiful jewelry that you made, which kind of just really drew us together. 
and then the conversation just going from there. So. Yes, it was so wonderful Thank meeting you. So, you. so great. And that's the thing, getting out there in a the community, being out there. I mean, I've met more people in the last five months than I have in the last four years. So oh, it, it's amazing so and wonderful people yeah. too. So this yeah. has really been an awesome opportunity. I have enjoyed myself immensely. Um, yeah. And I just wish you all the success in the world on this platform of yours. Mm-hmm.